Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick, and today we're gonna be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. All right, guys, what is going on today? We are going to be talking in the happiness section of the podcast part two, and we are going to be talking about facing adversity. And we're going to talk about a couple different strategies that we can really start to implement throughout our lives to kind of grant ourselves what I like to call micro adversities or micro challenges every single day, all the time. And start to feel the beginning of the empowerment that sort of conquering some of these micro challenges or these little mental games that we can put ourselves in can start to do for us. And I think that this is a large part of of happiness generally, but also the cool part about this is it really synergizes with some of the, the wealth and some of the health stuff that we're talking about as well. And so what we think about is our body has and our mind has sort of this natural desire to face and defeat challenges. Now, for different people, this manifests itself differently. Some people tend to like uh, physical challenges. Some people uh, like to have mental challenges, things like puzzles or you know they maybe like a murder mystery game or they like quizzes and clues and riddles and things like that and some people feel like they have to conquer things physically now it doesn't necessarily matter which one you naturally tend to and probably just in telling those descriptions you guys probably know a little bit of which one you naturally tend towards The goal is to put ourselves in these situations and start to pay attention to how our mind and our body naturally responds to some of these things. So I'm going to give a couple of examples here. So let's say you're somebody, and I'll just use myself as an example. I like physical challenges. To me, if if you're competing in something, I want to be a part of it if it's physical, right? Whether it's cornhole or can jam or... Uh, you know, something like spike ball, just silly, fun things, or, you know, you're out at like a family reunion, somebody put together some, you know, game that they, somebody's made up or it's some regional style thing you've never seen before. I just, I love that stuff. I love little mini competitions. I love anything physical where I have to, you know, throw or run or jump or play or wrestle or whatever. Any of that kind of stuff is very fun to me. So I enjoy those challenges. What's harder for me is sometimes dealing with some of the mental challenges, things that require a lot of patience. So for me, puzzles are a very challenging one to sit down and just dive into. Now, some people naturally just love puzzles. They can sit down and they just get lost in finding pieces and piecing together pictures in their head and dealing with the challenges and the adversity around those things. But for me, I find that stuff... um, I find my patience tested quickly. Now, if you guys talk to Maria at all about me, one of the things I struggle with a little bit is is patience. Um, I like to be like feeling the momentum of moving forward. I like to feel like, you know, I'm accomplishing, I'm getting things done. And sometimes you can sit there, if you guys have ever done a puzzle before, uh, you can sit there and not find your piece and get overly obsessed with like finding one specific piece to complete one specific part. In reality, you sort of need to move on. But 
what we gain out of that is we start to learn a little bit about ourselves when we put ourselves in situations to face that adversity. It's a great learning opportunity for us if we let it be that way. So rather than in a puzzle, thinking about I'm going into this to accomplish finishing the puzzle, because that's a common trap, right? You think you're going into something to accomplish the end goal. We'll bring this back to the gym. Maybe you guys can see where this is going a little bit. But if we set out with that as the goal, we're destined to let our natural tendencies and struggles and failures take over and not necessarily to learn or get anything out of it. If I'm focused on finishing the puzzle, I will naturally tend towards getting impatient, potentially being frustrated, not spending the time that I need to to complete it, and ultimately probably not even be successful. Or if I am successful, I maybe didn't grow much mentally or learn much from it. Now, on the opposite side of that, if I go to doing the puzzle, sheerly for the challenge of it, sheerly just to face the challenge, and then pay attention to how I respond to that challenge. What are, how does my body react? Do I get like fidgety? Do I, do I get like nervous? Do I get sweaty? Do I get annoyed? Do, am I frustrated easily? Do I, you know, are those little agitations, like are those little things just kind of setting me off? You know, something like whoever's doing the puzzle with me, maybe Maria's like chewing gum and that just starts to drive you crazy. Well, that's a little telltale sign, right? That maybe I need to work a little bit more on my Zen, right? On my, on my patience, on sort of that virtue of slowing down and calming down and being at a lower state of alertness and stopping pushing and driving for that constant push of momentum moving forward and instead just learn how to be patient in the moment. And a lot of times what you find is if I am able to do that, the puzzle comes to me you'll naturally find the piece because you're more present and things come to you a little bit more easily when you're not frustrated and you find that projects go a little bit better. And so we had this happen recently. I was working on uh, the plumbing in a vanity and we got a, a new vanity for our house that we're working on. And it's got a Jack and Jill, it's got a his and hers sink and the uh, workers did not really set us up for the plumbing on a his and hers sink. And so I had to do a little bit of finagling. And the first day that I tried it for whatever reason, I was uh, in a very agitated, impatient, frustrated mood. I was set off, um, you know, I was a little bit more aggressive in my conversations, in my language that day. I didn't work out in the morning before I started working on it. And naturally, I was forcing things. And you can, you already probably know what happened, right? I ended up quitting the project and, you know, and then it's, we need to sell this house. I'm out of here. This sucks. I hate this. This is blah, blah, blah. And you just naturally, you have that, that tendency to sort of freak out and go with that like super anxious, um, you know, I, I failed the mental challenge of that day. And so I spent the rest of that afternoon and I was able to spend a little bit of time kind of meditating throughout the rest of that day, calming down, just relaxing a little bit and trying to change how I looked at the whole problem. And when I changed it to say, 
I'm doing this to work on the house to learn. I just want to learn. I need to learn how to do the plumbing. I need to take my time a little bit. It's not going to come to me easy. This is the first time I've ever done this before, so I haven't earned anything. It shouldn't be easy for me. This, nothing is deserved, right? Everything is earned. And that was my moment of earning, right? There's probably nobody who's ever, you know, started working on plumbing. Just was like, oh, look at that. I figured it out the first time. That was easy. That was a breeze. I only had to go to Home Depot and Lowe's once. Check that out. Uh, it's probably never happened in the history of mankind. And so that was my moment. That was the challenge that I had to go through. It is an inevitability that when you're learning something new like that, that you are going to be challenged in that way that you're probably going to struggle a little bit, that you're probably going to fail a little bit. And if you can just take a deep breath and say, that's why we're doing this. That's why I'm doing it. I'm just doing it to learn. I'm not doing it to get the sink in. I'm not doing it to get done. I'm not doing it for any other reason outside of just to have the knowledge under my belt for the future. And when I changed my tone, the next day I woke up, I got a workout in. I went to Lowe's and Home Depot in a far better mood. Who's not in a great mood after they get a great workout in? And got what I needed. And when I came home, I started to put on some country music. Yes, Liz, I do listen to country music from time to time. And I found that listening to, to that specific style of music when I'm going through something where I want to be a little bit more calm, a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more in the moment, it helps me stay in that mode. And so that's sort of a, a mechanism that I found that helps me naturally be in that state a little better. And so when I came back the second time, you already probably know what happened. I breezed through it. It ended up perfect the first time. Every, you know, every fixture tightened exactly the way I wanted it to. Everything fit exactly like I had imagined it in my head. Every piece was right where it needed to be. There was no struggle. I was smiling, I was dancing, I was laughing, I was enjoying myself. Proud of what I did afterwards, I cleaned up the entire rest of the kitchen. I put away all the tools exactly where they were supposed to. When Maria got home, I was proud of the accomplishment that I had, and I was able to present this new bathroom uh, done and completed the way that you know it should have been from the start. A very different marriage response uh, to the previous day, right? Or the the day when well, it was actually two days before that, uh, where I had snapped at her and I got a little frustrated and all these other things. The two different Jeffs, right? Two totally different attitudes when they're looking at things. And my problem the first time was I approached it with this mindset of I've got to get it done. I've got to finish it. I've got to meet some end goal. And so when we think about this and we take it towards a physical challenge and we take it towards something like being in the gym, one of the biggest areas where I start to see people get frustrated or start to you know blame, complain, and defend and start to get into these negative mindset modes is when they start thinking too much about the end goal. They start thinking about the PR they want to hit, the number they want to be at, the look they want to have, the weight they want to be at, the body fat percentage goal they want to be at, the prescription drugs that they don't want to have to take anymore, whatever their end goal is. And they start focusing a little bit too much on getting that done. You know, I've got to, I've got to hit this back squat or I've got to get there. I've got to get it done. And when you have that focus, 
you tend to get frustrated when you are doing things that are natural to the process. If you have a down day and you do, let's say we're doing five, three, one right now, let's say you pop in on one day and you fail to lift and you do not lift well and you have a down day. Well, when you are solely focused on the end game, on getting that number, that really frustrates people. It weighs heavily. They go home, they start rethinking things. They're frustrated. They want to sell the house. They want to quit. They want to move on. This is stupid. I don't blah, blah, blah. Like, and they get in this agitated, hyper agitated mode. Instead, if we approach it with the thing, with the, that mindset of I'm doing this to grow, I'm doing it to learn. There's going to be good days and bad days. It's not going to be, it's not going to come easy to me, nor should it. I wouldn't even want it to come easy to me. And I try to tell this to people all the time when I'm coaching, you haven't earned it yet. And you wouldn't want it to just be given to you because then it's not worth anything. If it was just easy and it was just given to you, you wouldn't care about it. Hitting that end goal wouldn't mean anything. And so where you're at right now is you're in the process. That is a part of the process. You have bad days. You're going to face setbacks. There will be things that challenge you. And when those things come in and challenge you, you need to be really smart with how you address those things mentally and how you take some time to take a step back and learn from them and pay attention to, wow, like my natural tendency was this. And I am very thankful for Maria because this house stuff has really challenged a lot of my mental game. And I have had really tough times with it. And she's been incredibly patient and she's been really good at, you know, recentering me, helping me say, you know, hey, you need to get a workout in. You need to go outside. You need to go take a walk. You need to get in nature. You need to spend time with the dogs. You need to spend some time alone, whatever it is. She's a great partner in that. And, you know, we always need to be receiving of those things well. And so I think that's what we get out of these micro adversities, these minor things in our lives that we have to continue to put in our way to grow. But the sort of crazy part about all this is when you're putting these adversities in front of you, you have to understand that you're putting an adversity in front of you. And what that's going to mean is that you're inviting some of these uh, frustrations, some of these struggle points, you're inviting them into your life. It's kind of like when you come into the gym for the first time and you kind of know that like it's going to hurt a little bit. You know, it's going to kick your butt. It's going to put you in your spot. It's going to let you know that, you know, yeah, you haven't been working out and this is going <laughs> to this is, this is going to be a little uncomfortable. But a lot of times people come in and they've got a good mindset about that. They know it, right? And they know that that's going to get better and it's going to improve and they know that they need to do it and that's good for them. But that initial spot of putting that adversity in front of the, you know, on the road in front of us, uh, that's not easy for a lot of people at first. And especially if we are not facing any adversities in our life, like life right now can be very comfortable for us day in and day out, month in and month out. We don't maybe necessarily face a lot of change. Right. Maybe you're married and you're done having kids and you've worked the same job for a while. You know, you've lived in the same house for a while. The house is where you like it. The kids are at a great spot. You know, they're they're growing up. They're starting to take care of themselves a little bit now. 
you're in a really good consistent routine with your workouts like you know putting adversity in front of you on the road on the path that you kind of want to be on it doesn't always seem necessary but what i'll tell you is if we don't have that if you go through stretches where you don't face any adversity and those stretches become long enough i think what you'll start to find is that you're going to get worse at dealing with challenges. You're going to get worse at dealing with uncomfortable situations and you're going to get worse at dealing with adversity when real adversity comes your way because real adversity will always come your way, right? You're always going to have a spot where somebody in your life dies or, you know, gets in a serious accident or you lose your job or you have to quit your job or you have to move or whatever, situation comes up, you know, or your house burns down or COVID happens or whatever. Like all of these situations have happened in our community this past year. And so knowing that these adversities are going to come in naturally to our path, to our road, the way that I kind of like to think about it is like this is if we're a car, right? Of course, we're like some badass Ferrari or maybe like a refabbed Ford Bronco. I just saw a sweet one the other day. Those things are like $250,000, I found out, uh, and they're pretty sweet. But whatever your go-to awesome car is, that's who you are, right? It's how you think about it in your head and you're driving along this road. And you know that in the future, there is going to be huge gaps in the road. And there's going to be gigantic potholes that you're going to have to swerve and that you're going to have to learn how to dodge. And, you know, you're going to have to be able to drive really, really well in the future. And you don't know when it's going to come out of nowhere. It's going to be a deer in the middle of the night jumping across the road. And you're going to have to swerve and be Johnny on the spot and have fast reactions to it. Well, do you think that you're going to be more prepared for that situation if every day you wake up and you get in your car and you go and drive through an incredibly hard training track in the middle of the day and in the middle of the night and you're constantly working on swerving and dodging things and guiding your car and you learn every little intricacy of the feel and the left and the right and the brake and the throttle and you know every little nook and cranny of the car and you train for it every single day in you know fabricated scenarios so maybe it's cones maybe it's on a track maybe it's a specific style of training course that you go through but there's not any real danger there i can guarantee you when you do that you will be a more prepared driver in this analogy for when the crazy shit does come when that deer does jump in front of you when that gigantic pothole does come out of nowhere when there's a gigantic gap in the road and you have to react in two seconds. And think about these as these major life adversities that are going to come up and they will certainly find their way into your path in the future. And every little micro training session that you go through is going to build this resiliency inside of you that is going to prepare you. It's going to prepare you at how good you are at taking a deep breath and not letting yourself get into this downward spiral and beat yourself up and start to go depressive and negative and stay in that state for an extended period of time. While I'm not proud of how I reacted during the plumbing situation, called the great plumbing failure of, uh, of 2021, uh, while I'm not super proud of how I reacted in that moment, I am proud that less than 48 hours later, 
I was able to not only turn my mood around and get into a great mood, but I was able to finish it with a great mindset and, you know, do it perfectly well and, uh, and be able to go above and beyond in finishing not only that, but the rest of the bathroom and cleaning the entire thing and presenting it to my wife in a far better place, less than 48 hours later. Because it would have been really easy for me to get to this sort of, you know, screw it standpoint and just throw the tools away and, um, you know, say just I'm out on it. Who cares? We're never going to finish this. Let's just sell the house the way it is and just be done with it. I'm so sick of it. And just go down that deep, dark rabbit hole and stay there. And every time Maria comes home, just be all poo poo about everything. I'm not working on that. I don't care. I said, this is stupid. And just stay there. But I, so that's the thing is you're, it, it, when you face these micro adversities, when you put these things in the road in front of you, you're not always going to react well. You're not always going to be this, you know, pristine person. No matter how much you work on it, you're going to struggle. That is the point of putting the adversity in front of you. But what I can tell you is the more that you train it, the more that you do this stuff day in and day out every day, the more that you will start to learn the tools. You'll start to learn the tricks, the things that calm you down specifically the things that help bring you back to a positive place. For me, that's always, you know, working out. I told you a little bit of a little bit of country music, good night's sleep, right? Hanging out with friends, refilling my sort of energy cup, right? For me, that's hanging out with friends, laughing, you know, hugging, playing, that kind of stuff. You'll start to learn those little mechanisms that can pull you out of the downward spiral. And so I can tell you that this is just a huge life hack when it comes to happiness, because you'll be able to get yourself into a happier place. You'll be able to get yourself into a place where you're not short with your spouse or your family, where you're not annoyed at work, where you're not bothered all day, every day, where you're not all negative all the time. You will be able to manually control yourself in and out of that state and do it quickly and effectively and consistently with any adversity, no matter what comes your way. And so this is step two, right? Step one, we talked a little bit about just the self, right? Being ingrained with kind of and being in touch with who we are and how to have honest conversations, kind of where we're at emotionally and mentally. But once we sort of have some of that self-awareness stuff dialed in a little bit, you can see how that plays into what we're talking about here. You have to be self-aware to know that you're placing a challenge on the road in front of you. And you have to be self-aware enough to recognize how you react to that adversity. And so start paying attention to that stuff. What is adversity that you're putting in your life? Are you even taking cognizant steps to put additional adversities in your life? Are you going out of your way to make things maybe slightly uncomfortable in the gym from time to time? Are you going out of your way to meet new people and get uncomfortable in your social circles a little bit? Maybe go out of your comfort zone and ask somebody new to you know, go out for coffee or go out to dinner. Are you adding any adversities into your mental life at all? Are you trying to do new things? Maybe read a book for the first time in a while or start listening to a new podcast. Maybe you're starting to try to pick up puzzles or meditation. Any of those things are great pursuits and you will face challenges. They will not be easy. I can guarantee you that. And as you start to face and put those adversity pieces in front of you, 
recognize what you're doing it for. Recognize that you're doing it for the challenge. If you start to take up meditation and you fail horribly at it, welcome to the club. Everybody who's ever picked up meditation has failed horribly at it at the beginning. That's the point. What you need to do, what meditation is, is trying to pay attention to why you're failing. If you went to go meditate and 10 minutes went by and you were super fidgety all the time and you were like, why am I doing this? What is the point? And you wanted to check your phone. You wanted to check your email. You wanted to get back to your day. You've got this to-do list and you've just got to start knocking it out. Ding, ding, ding. That was the point. That was why you were meditating. Because those things have started to come in and grasp a little bit too much of your mind share. You're not doing a good job of calming down and relaxing and letting those things zero out from time to time so that you have some clarity and the ability to sort of refocus on not only the things that matter, but refocus even on the piece that you're not seeing. Right? You're too focused, to go back to the puzzle analogy, you're too focused on one corner of the puzzle and you're trying so hard to find that one piece. And what you need to do is clear your mind a little bit. Change your focus. Calm down. Let the board come to you. Let the peace come to you. What you'll find is a lot of times you end up finding it really well. So this is sort of your call. Then your, your homework for this one is going to be to try to think about, you know, what are the adversities that you, I am facing in my life? And what am I intentionally placing in my path that is an intentional adversity right now? And if nothing comes to mind right away, then a lot of you guys are a part of a gym, which is great. A lot of you guys are a part of a podcast. That's great. So you guys are taking already some things and you guys can ramp those things up a little bit. You can make every day an adversity. I mean, I just did a workout at the gym today, kicked my butt, and I intentionally made it a workout that provided me with a lot of adversity, right? And I had to really work on my self-talk while I was going through the workout and stay motivated, stay amped up. You know, keep the, my partners left and right of me, keep everybody in, engaged and involved, work on my talk, not only to me, but, you know, the talk to the people around me while I'm going through that position, making sure that I'm being a leader and a positive influence in the community around me. And those are adversities I like to place on myself. So there's always available opportunities in the stuff that you are already doing. But if you feel like you maybe need to add some stuff in, if you feel like, you know, you're not giving yourself a lot of mental adversity lately, huh? Start picking one up. Start thinking about who you want to be. What do you want to be identified with? And what are things, you know, 15 years from now that you would love to have, have accomplished? Something like picking up a language. It's a great one. It's going to provide you with a ton of adversity as an adult. And, you know, that's those are the things like, but you have to go into it realizing that you're not doing it to be fluent in the language. You're not. That's why everybody fails. You're doing it for the challenge of learning the new language. You're literally doing it for the struggle of it, to test your brain, to make it work in different ways. And that way, when those adversities, when you do struggle, when you do fail, when it goes horribly wrong and you can't remember your vocabulary, you can't say the sentence that you want to, then you've achieved your goal. You've achieved the point is your brain is having to work overtime and is being challenged by the adversity you're sending on it. That was the goal. 
And so hopefully you can see how that little mindset shift of like, this is the point that can change everything for you. So I hope this helps you guys a little bit. I hope you guys have a great day and uh, let's kill it this week.